0: If, if you'd like to slowly, carefully, quietly, which never happens, uh, make your way up here to the front and meet with your teacher, uh, they'll, you'll be going downstairs for your uh, time to get into the Word and, and to learn good things. So if you're a visitor today, again, we welcome you. If you have a, a, an elementary age child that you'd like them to join, they're welcome to, to come down uh, with us and directly after service you'll be able to to go down and, and uh, pick them up. If you need directions, welcome head to the Welcome Center and we'll make sure that you uh, uh, find your children, definitely. Um, I, last week, it's, it's nice to be full again. Uh, the previous week was, uh, you know, so I heard someone coin it that it was snowmageddon. You know, we talked about getting three to six inches, instead it was more like seven to nine. I talked to different people, different inches, but still, it was it was uh, uh, nine. You had nine inches. Well, we had lots of snow, and and I I will just if you're unaware of the policy that that if if uh, man if you can't walk to church, you know. I live right here. No, anyway. Uh, I, if you're able to come and do so safely, we're here. Okay? Uh, that means I mean, some of you have four-wheel drives. No problem. You love to get out in this stuff. You're going to be here. Or, or two-wheel drive, a uh, front-wheel drive, you might feel comfortable in coming, and you're not afraid of, of falling because I know some had actually fallen last week, and, and that's not good. If you, could, if you could come and do so safely, we want you safe. Uh, I would suggest that you not uh, uh, blow a Sunday away, but, man, take an opportunity to open the Scripture and read as a family together, or even individually. Uh, you know, take some time, focus your attention upon God, do some praying, grab the juice out of the uh, refrigerator and some bread and, and break bread together and, and remember Jesus. Uh, you could do that at home. And so if you're unable to come, uh we, we uh, definitely want you to uh, take that opportunity to focus your attention upon Jesus. Do that uh, by yourselves. Last week, I, I will let you know, we, we had about half of us here, and, and I preached on Zechariah. Actually, the focus that we had was on the hope. We talk a lot about hope this time of year, the hope of Jesus coming and, and uh, the anticipation that the, the people of Israel was really our focus. We've always had individuals. But we, we went to Zechariah to open our eyes to, to see in his rejoicing, in his praising after John, his son's birth. John the Baptist who was the forerunner to Jesus. Uh, we, we watched as he did the rejoicing. Because what burst forth out of him was that anticipation, that hope that was all laid out in the Old Testament about uh, uh, the Savior that's coming. And, and Zechariah obviously knew in his praises that God was unfolding that promise. And it began with John's coming, the miraculous birth uh, of John the Baptist, who was born to, oh, we'll just say it, an old lady. <laughs> and it, it was miraculous because she was seen to be beyond those childbearing years. And not only that... But all those years that they had attempted, they never had a child. And so John the Baptist was born, and, and Zechariah uh, Zachariah had all these praises. It was praises about salvation, and, and now redemption has come, and a rescue uh, from their enemies is all the content of what what was being said. This was even prior to Jesus being born. I want us to look today uh, to, to some celebration that was taking place after the birth of Jesus. Luke records, records a couple of those. We first see the rejoicing from the host of heaven as Jesus is born. And the announcement, the celebration actually is before a group of shepherds. You know, glory to God in the highest and on earth, uh, peace to men on whom his favor rests. You know, that was part of that rejoicing. Identifying that, that the Savior has been born. So the shepherds had that opportunity to go and observe for themselves Jesus, this this baby Jesus who is the Messiah. And and the scripture says, they too joined in the rejoicing and praising, giving praise to God. Directly after all that, Luke then turns to eight days later. Picks up like in Luke uh, chapter 2 verse 21. Eight days later, Mary and Joseph make their way to Jerusalem to the temple because all the laws require uh, certain things about newborn babies and for cleansing and and other things. So Mary and Joseph there for the circumcision of Jesus and the dedication of the firstborn son. And they're there also to offer sacrifices. So they're at the temple, and we're going to pick up while they're at the temple they run into the the individual we're looking at today, and his name is Simeon. We're going to pick up that passage beginning verse 25. and, And he too has an opportunity to say some words, to burst forth with some praise at the coming of Jesus. So here it is, verse 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, You now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Oh man, I I know what December means to us. I know what December means. Uh, means to, to, to people all around us in community. What does it mean? It means, you know, some time off from work. You know, at least a day off, right, uh, that, that many people have. It's time to spend with family. Oh, and it's about giving, right? It's, it's about Christmas and it's about gifts we're going to receive and, and, man, all the preparations and everything about it. But for you that are here this morning, that spend maybe Sundays on a regular basis, it, it is about giving God praise for the sending of His Son, Jesus. Even though the date is very inaccurate, I mean, Jesus really wasn't born on the 25th of December, I'm sorry to burst your bubble if that's true, but, but, but it is the focus that, that many of us have in this time of year, it, it's on Jesus. And, and, and for us that are gathered here this morning, there is wonderful reasons why we give God praise and thanks for sending Jesus. Isn't that right? Our, my theme this morning or the focus I want to take this morning is that our celebration of Jesus is a response to our grateful hearts and it is also to the praise that we give towards God. It is, it is the expression of gratitude And praise to God that we celebrate Jesus. Amen? So a very simple sermon. You all know that already. But I think there's some things in the content. While we're looking at Simeon. And even another character in this passage. uh, That later on that we didn't read. That that I I want us to grab a hold of. And see especially as we approach a day. and, And a time or a season. Where we're celebrating the coming of Jesus. First of all. Uh, Jesus gives us reason to praise. Very simple. Jesus is the one who gives us reason to praise. Jesus is the one who we have clearly identified that that we have this awareness of God and we celebrate in in this time of year for his coming because he is Savior. He is the Savior. Uh, Let me look more detail about Simeon. And the one I didn't read about is Hannah, that is, Anna, Anna, that's also part of this passage uh, that, that comes, begins in verse 36. Again, I'm not going to read it for time's sake, but she is a significant individual that Luke is writing about. Just to go back and think, Luke is, is actually writing down this gospel so that we all may know, or actually he's r- addressing a guy named Theophilus, but he's writing this account because he's done some studying. He's done some preparing. And, and he's heard the stories. And like Matthew and Mark and, and even John comes along, they want to write down in order for people to know and understand this Jesus who was born. Because he's significant. We know the end story. We know that he is the Messiah, the promised one of God has come. So Luke is writing down his account. And he decides in his account to include Simeon and his praise and Anna, who, who also they meet at the temple area. The, and they have some things in common. First of all, they have in common the fact that they both saw Jesus at this time, uh, eight days old, and they break into rejoicing, each of them. But but also, I wanted to let you know something they have in common is they're old. <laughs> they're They're... They're seniors. They are. I'm, I, what's what's the easier way to put it? I'm just telling you that they are senior citizens, and, and I, th- I I find that very significant. what, what is it that that Luke would draw Luke to bringing out uh, Simeon and Anna, except for the fact that Simeon's described this way? He is he is righteous and devout. You know, when I think about righteousness, I think about how how abraham was defined as righteous and it wasn't because he did everything right it's because he believed god so i think simeon is that man who knew the scriptures was well informed about the scriptures was anticipating the fulfillment of those scriptures and even the scripture says that the holy spirit had informed simeon hey you're going to see my salvation before you pass and so Simeon is well up into years because, he hey, it's getting closer and closer to that time. Or maybe that time you identify, man, he's old, he's going to die soon. <laughs> Anna. Anna in the scripture is described as well up in years. Matter of fact, 84 years old is what the passage says. Now, there's a, Anna is also described as, as a woman... She lost her husband early in life. Seven years of marriage and and her husband died. She's been a widower for a long time. And the years that she spent after being a widower was in the temple courts. Uh, She spent time praying. She spent time fasting. And she's even identified as a prophetess. Meaning, she she did a lot of speaking on God's behalf. And so here are a couple of people who, who are clearly uh, well-educated and well-informed concerning God's Word, and we're also faithful people anticipating the coming of the Savior. And so people are at... What do you you think? The people, the community that are familiar with Simeon and Anna, they're well-respected people and people worth listening to. Not, Not just because they're old, it's because they've spent their lives faithful. They've spent their lives trusting God. And, and so we have a few folks like that in our congregation. And, and I want to turn to that same place. Matter of fact, I, I don't miss this. The message that they're delivering to the community. The message that, that Luke especially looks at. What, what is it that, that Simeon said? You know, oh, now, now I could die in peace. Because my eyes have beheld your Savior. He identifies Jesus as Savior. He also goes to the point of saying, listen, he he is a light of revelation to the Gentiles. Meaning that he is... That, that, old, that Old Testament, that Old Covenant is ended, no longer it's going to be the law, but what Jesus is going to introduce is, is something that's going to open up, not just for a specific people group, not just for Israel, it's going to open the door wide open for us. We have a special reason to celebrate, it, those of us who are Gentiles, and I think that's a majority of us, right? A Gentile, if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile, easily, easily put. So, Jesus gives us a special reason for celebration because we have become known, or actually, God has become known to us, and even the availability of a relationship because of what Jesus came to do. So, we have a reason to celebrate uh, Jesus and his coming. Also, he is is glory to Israel. Hey, their king, their promised king, has come. The one who's going to take that throne of David, which is. Promised to be eternal. Jesus establishes that throne forever. And so he is glory to the nation of Israel as well. Uh, He he is worth celebrating. Now, now Anna comes along and says, Man, the Redeemer has come, the one who's going to purchase Israel back. Uh, he has come, and, and and the the passage actually says that Anna went into the courts and declared that to everyone who was anticipating and looked forward to the Savior coming. They were they were announcing man, she was a prophetess. She had something to talk about. Absolutely, she beheld with her own eyes the Savior, and she went out celebrating. Good celebration, right? I, I, again, I want to mention this. We have some some wonderful people who are up in years and have done it well. Who have done it well. I want to give you a couple examples of those who have carried on a message that has been a a blessing and encouragement to me and I think is a blessing and encouragement to many who are here. And if we haven't taken advantage of that to get to know some of these folks, one of those is a lady who sat behind Erica Gallagher. Erica was the one who was uh, baptized here Uh, just within the past few weeks. uh, She remembers it because it was absolutely cold. She says she's glad it was cold because she will never forget it. But uh, she was baptized, and and so uh, she made it known that, hey, I'd like to be baptized. And so we sat down that week before and found out that Eric has actually been following after Jesus since 2015. So it's been some, some years of, of devotion. Her and Caleb have joined and, and been a part of the congregation. And she said there's been some messages and some other signs that's been taking place. that's drew her to this, this time of deciding baptism. But it was one particular Sunday after worship was done. Uh, she turned around and was greeted by one of our elderly uh, people here. A lady who's 97 years old. It was Nellie Smith. Okay, you all know Nellie? Yeah. Uh, Nellie was sitting there and, and uh, she, she shook her hand and, and Nellie gave her instruction. It wasn't just hi, how you doing? You know, the regular greeting. This is Nellie, right? Nellie gave instruction. She said, there's two things. Uh, uh, first of all, love your husband every day. Good advice. And be baptized. And, and so that week, right afterwards, we sat down, we talked, and man, looked at the scriptures. She, she was ready, she was prepared. Not a lot I had to say. And, and uh, that, that morning, the rejoicing, but God used Nellie to give a message to Erica on that, that Sunday. Woo! I was excited to hear that, and I said, man, that's Nellie. Also, if, if, ne- if I had Nellie come up here and, and, and share a message, she tells me all the time, I want to come up and share with this church. Love one another. She wants you to, man, listen, and it's, listen to me. It's, it's not, not just something nice to say, will you please do it? That would be in Nellie's voice. You know, just love one another. It's a, 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 one that's laid all over scripture and one that Jesus absolutely did with us. The, the other testimony we actually recorded, and I'd like to share that with you now. Uh, if you would, Becky, go ahead and start that.
1: Well, I'm darling Lacy Hyatt, and in just a little while I'll be 93, which I'm very proud of. I have grew up in Milford, and was involved in the church there in the Congregational Church, and then in uh, I got married, and we moved to Niles. And there, there was not a church, but we came home. We came to the Christian church here. So for 70 years, I have been a member uh, and a joyful one of the first Christian church in Junction City. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And all of these years, things come up and things go by us. And and we wonder, what's going to happen now? But then the Holy Spirit just takes over and I know that God is in control and he brings the joy. Just knowing the Lord is all it takes just to know the scriptures, believe what it says, and there's the joy. Well, I think the answer is just always Jesus. And you know, it isn't that you don't feel the pain, it's you know that He's in control. He has a plan for every life. And when He does, allows like a heartache or a break, there's always, you can rest assured, there's always something down the line that He has planned for you that will bring that joy flooding back into your life. and. That's what he's always done for me. Uh, I, I just, I know God is in control. I know he, I know who he is. But more important, I know he knows who I am. And I just rest assured on that promise that he gives us. That, uh, and my favorite is my peace I give to you, not as the world gives let not your heart be troubled, be not afraid. And there have been times when I have to admit I was afraid, very afraid. And I would go to the scriptures and the one scripture I found told me that whatever, uh, you do not have to be afraid of the dark because I have to confess I was afraid of the dark. But he took that fear away. And so where he puts, where he allows a heartache, then there's a joy that follows. And so I just love him with all my heart. He comes first. And with that love that I have for him is so strong that it makes my love for my family, for my friends, for my country, even stronger.
0: Your joy...
1: My joy is Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I'm so blessed. Yes. <laughs> so blessed. Very
0: good. Very yes. good. I love that. Yay. There's, there's some people here who are celebrating well, who have known Jesus a long time. And, and I got to say, and people who have gone through lots of difficulties through life. And still maintain that joy. I've seen it. And they are such an encouragement to me. And, and it's not just these, boy, we could have kept throwing more folks up there. I appreciate uh, people who have done that and have done that well throughout their lives. I think Simeon and Anna were were just like that. I mean, they were valued people who loved God. And, and when they had something to say, I think people had their... I, immediately they had their attention. And, and so there's some great people who celebrate Jesus and do it well. And so for us, know that he is worth celebrating. Know that he is worth celebrating in all circumstances. I don't want to miss this, but, but Simeon goes along and he, yeah, there's an expression of joy. But then he turns to, uh, to, to Mary and, and Joseph and says, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel. And to be a sign that will be spoken against. We're familiar with that in the Gospels. As Jesus went out, not everybody received him with joy. There are plenty of people who rejected him. Good grief, he was crucified and rejected by by the very people he came to save. And and, and to tell you that the world is now, we're receiving him with joy. No. There's a continuous conflict that this world has And don't want to hear, they don't want to hear Jesus, about Jesus. So so there is this wonderful story and message of the joy that we carry along in a world of difficulties and troubles. But I, I will tell you, no matter what the situation, and trust this, no matter what the situation, no matter what you're facing in life, that joy cannot be taken away, should not be taken away. Uh, the, the message is always the same no matter the day. He is worth celebrating. I, one other thing I want to share as we move on, and it really occurred to me, especially in Simeon when he says, man, I could die in peace now, is, is just the fact that, that Simeon had that grateful heart and that, that sense of praising him because he had that grateful heart. You know what it is to live with a grateful heart? The word is contentment. I, I believe that the, for those of us who really understand Jesus, for those of us who are really living and pursuing that message of Jesus and that life of Jesus in our lives, we find contentment there. We find contentment in Jesus. Because there is, what, what greater uh, pursuit do we have in this life than Jesus? What, what more could we want than Jesus? Jesus who overcomes the things of this world, who overcomes our sinfulness and brings us to a place of being right with God that that promises now eternity with Him. Listen, here's a definition of contentment by Boyd Bailey. He says, contentment is not passive and uninformed. You just don't fall into contentment. He says, contentment is not passive and uninformed, but rather engaged and educated. It's, it's understanding. And, and when we understand what God has for us through Jesus, I believe that we are able to find contentment. Paul laid claim to contentment in all kinds of circumstances. But that's also Simeon and Anna in this case. Uh, they, they weren't, you know, at, towards the end of life, what was most important to them. They had experienced life. They had seen things in life. But at, towards the end of their lives, what was most important? The coming of Jesus. My eyes have beheld your salvation. Simeon. Oh, I could die now. I could die in peace. I, I think Simeon indicates a little bit of, of anxiousness in Simeon's life. I mean, he's been dwelling in the world word so much and he sees the troubles and the woes that Israel is o- being overcome with. And, and so he is anticipating, looking forward to, he is praying for the fulfillment of all that God has promised in sending his, his Messiah. And so when he comes, you know, and even given that promise, you're going to see him before you pass. And he says, my eyes have beheld your salvation. Man was, and I could die in peace now. Jesus, Jesus became Simeon's peace. Is Jesus your peace? Is he your peace and contentment? We come into a time that that especially if we see all the celebrations of Christmas going on all across society. It's in your home. Are are you familiar with the, the holiday letdown? Right? The holiday letdown is, man, I remember this when I was younger, all the expectations, oh, I'm looking forward to getting this and, and that and, or, or spending time with family. And, but the holiday letdown is, man, it's never what I expected. Besides that, then December 26th comes along. Or we might look and say, well, it's, it's January 2nd comes along. You've got to go back to work, got to go back to routines, got to go back to school. Everything's just the same. Boy, that was a nice break. But it's not what I expected and so a lot of I hear recorded that a lot of people experience or moved to suicide after the holidays because you know this is such a buildup and it just isn't fulfilling. Who are we celebrating? Jesus. And and do you celebrate Jesus on December twenty sixth? Nothing changes. See, see, for me, it's just a part of our celebration. Matter of fact, let me, let me go here. Let me go here. I've never have done this before. But, but a lot of times, you know, there's this guy in a jolly suit, red, white, full white beard, you know, that is celebrated quite a bit this time of year. Santa Claus, I'll just say it. And, 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 uh, uh, but, but anyway, if that guy is being celebrated and thought of more than Jesus it is shameful <laughs> it is shameful uh the one who ought to be getting recognition and celebration this time of year is going to be jesus because he makes a difference Twenty-sixth, 27 28 january february you, you know what i'm saying every day of the year when do we stop celebrating jesus oh put put your decorations away put the nativity scene away and And okay, we'll get it out next December where we could start thinking about Jesus again. Or maybe it's just Easter. Oh man, if if we haven't caught the idea of celebrating him every day, come talk to me. Or, Or take some time reading the word throughout the year and learn to celebrate him every day. May your day just begin with that celebration of Jesus no matter the circumstances you're facing. Hey, he is the reason to celebrate amen? Jesus is the reason that we celebrate. He's the one uh, that we focus our attention on. I mean, Jesus, hey, listen, he is Lord, he is Savior, and he is all sufficient. He meets every need that we truly have, that, that will cover in our, in our lives. It is Jesus. The story is always going to be Jesus. Our celebration of Jesus is a response to, of the gratitude and praise that we give to God. Thank you for being here this morning. You are here to worship and to express the gratitude and the praise you have for God in your hearts on behalf of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. And do it well. Let's let's pray. Father in heaven, we praise you we thank you again for Jesus. Lord, we move into this. Uh, time of year, and and Lord, you know exactly what's on our hearts and minds, and you know the busyness and the celebration, and Lord, it is absolutely good to have time off, it's good to be with family, it's good to uh, uh, have that time, but Lord, may we take that time to be on our knees and giving you praise for Jesus. May we do that as families. May we, Lord, just go through that scripture again and again of the nativity scene and and the birth of a Savior and all the circumstances around. Lord, can we just uh, lead us to, to expressing that amongst our families? And, Lord, may he be our focus. May he be the center of our rejoicing and of all that we celebrate. God, and to you, Lord, goes the praise and the glory forever. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.